name's Diana and welcome to episode 5 of Get Into The Books, where we review books and explore authors. So guys, the book that we're going to review today is called That Reminds Me by Derek Owusu. Derek is a writer, poet and podcaster from North London. And as I was doing my research on him, what I found interesting about Derek is that he didn't study literature at all. In fact, he studied exercise science and he only found his passion for literature at the age of 23. Derek was unable to afford a change of degree, so he began sneaking into English literature lectures at his university. Talk about passion, right? Absolutely. I love that. Yeah, and he also started writing the book whilst in a mental health facility. He said that he created the character K to try to understand going through a, a breakdown. Mm. After finding this out, it gave me a different perspective on mental health. As someone who has loved ones who have mental health, sometimes it's a bit difficult to understand them. And most times, you know, people associate them with something negative. Yeah. And, you know, it was, it was so amazing to get an insight into what it, it, it means to experience mental illness. So for this episode, Amanda actually chose the book that we're going to review today. So here we are. But I want, Amanda, just give them an insight of why you chose this book. Well, I chose this book. Well, basically, we had a list of books we wanted to review. And so far, we've only reviewed female authors. So I wanted to switch it up a bit and read a book from a male author. And this book received a lot of positive feedback. And I noticed it was from Murky Publishing. We love a murky book, <laughs> guys, we really do. But you know, it's not even on purpose. So yeah, I just wanted to see what the book would be about. Okay, let's dive into the book. But first, let's talk about the book cover. So when you saw it, what did you think? What was your first impressions? So as soon as I saw the cover, I had a feeling it would be about the author for some reason. And the cover is just black and white. But for some reason, I just thought, you know, the book would be sad. And that was simply based off the colour of the book. Mm. And to top that off, at the top of the book, one of the people who reviewed it said that it was hard, heartbreaking, important and original. So I thought that the book would definitely be deep, whether it was about the author or the character. So, yeah, that's what I got out of it just by looking at the cover. What about you? Yeah, like you mentioned about the colour, um, it's very grey and usually the colour grey has a negative connotation, particularly when it comes to depression or loss, according to, you know, the colour psychology. Um, <laughs> the lack of colour makes it really dull. So, you know, that was my first impression. Then moving on, um, there's a picture of a black boy with uh, endorsements. If I was to go into a bookstore, the picture would definitely grab my attention. Yeah. But as soon as I would read the in endorsement, I know that the book isn't for me because one of the reviews says heartbreaking, important and original and also honest, moving, delicate, but tough. Personally, I don't like to read such books because I'm such an empath. When Amanda mentioned the book, I was a bit hesitant, but this podcast is all about exploring different authors and I'm happy I agreed because this book has literally changed my perspective on how to write a book because of how unique it is it's literally it's so unique I don't think I've ever like come across a book like this, like this before, before. Yeah. yeah it's true so yeah guys before we even get into it I do have a small confession I have nothing against poetry books or whatever however I have everything against it <laughs> so they, however I don't read it as much well, I barely read it. But when I first started reading the book, I got so scared because I thought it was a poetry book. Well, whoever reads it may think of it as that. But I was just thinking, oh my gosh, like, how am I going to review this book? Like, I'm not Shakespeare. 
not Shakespeare. <laughs> yes, like, the book consisted of many like metaphors. However, I did enjoy it because I felt like when I read this, I had my own perspective of what the author was trying to say. So yeah. Yeah, adding on to that, I felt exactly like Amanda. When I, when I started the book, it felt like I was reading a poetry book, which I, I was just a bit like, no, this is not what I want to do. But as I got into the book, it was, more like a novel Mm. Derek's use of words is absolutely amazing I literally found myself going over some sentences over and over again trying to understand what he meant and as soon as I realized what he meant I literally thought to myself this guy is a genius mind-blowing absolutely all right so let's just get into the book uh so the book is about Kay who is the main character in the story the book tells his story from birth to adulthood it explores questions of identity belonging addiction sexuality violence family and religion the book starts off with Derek giving us an introduction to Kay's parents and their love for each other then it goes into the birth of Kay and there is a there's this one sentence that I really loved and when I read it I literally thought to myself, okay, this is what I think it is, but I wonder what other people would think. I literally asked my sister and Amanda and they both agreed to what I thought it meant. So it says, my nose was pressured by two fingers to fit the box of Europe. Wow. So beautifully written. Like when you think about it, I literally had to think, oh my God, what did he mean by that? And I literally understood that he was basically trying to say that when he was born, his mom basically pressured his nose so that he could have a more of like a European feature, which I think is so important because I feel like a lot of black parents have like this phobia of their children inheriting black features, such as like a wider nose. And I just feel like it's so wrong because they basically want, want to fit what society deems as more acceptable or attractive which is like European features which is not the case black features are just as beautiful and I just feel like you know they don't understand that self-love and self-hate starts with them so Mm -hmm. yeah a lot of parents need to do better Derek's way of writing really intrigues me and I feel like within the book there were so many interesting parts that captivated me but I'm just going to talk about the parts that I can remember off the top of my head um there's a part in the book that I felt like so many of us could relate to especially as Africans so I'm quickly gonna quote what it said mm. it says suitcase longing for their promised flat to Ghana waited patiently next to little bags full of sardines that kept guests company in our living room distracting them from the black mold that gathered in the corners of our ceiling guys I'd be lying if I said I didn't laugh when I read this part I only laughed because I was thinking about how not only typical this is but how common it is in some African households especially that suitcase line so many of our parents do this even some of you till now you'd be surprised Mm -hmm. but I think the correct term for this is called a holder I hope I'm saying it right but my mom is definitely a big holder and for those of you who are confused as to what this means I'll happily elaborate this for you a holder is someone who finds it difficult to throw away possessions and gets severe anxiety when attempting to discard items I feel like a perfect example of this is when me and my sisters were basically doing um, house cleaning and we wanted to throw away some items that were not in use or even needed in the house, just, you know, for the sake of space or whatever. And halfway through the cleaning, my mom noticed we threw something away. And when I tell you, this woman turned into the Incredible Hulk so fast. (laughs) And this was all because we threw a pair of like shoes the shoes were mashups. So I was just so confused but all she kept shouting was don't throw it 
I'm going to ship these to Congo. This is going back home. And you know what? Once I heard those lines, I just knew it was, it was just long. Just accept the fact that it's never going to go. And these items are now your new housemate. And even to add to this, as I was doing research on it as well, it also said that it could also be a disorder, like a holder. Like there's actually people that have this disorder. And I was actually quite surprised when I read this because I just thought, you know, maybe they just don't want to throw these items away. But in reality, it's something that they find very difficult to give up. And yeah, I was just shocked by that. Yeah, I totally agree with that because I feel like it's, literally every African parent, not only African and Caribbeans as well, they have this issue. And I just feel like it probably comes from, you know, the lack of having possessions back home. Cause you know, a lot of them obviously had to flee here or a lot of them had to leave poverty to find a better future. So you know, a lot of them probably feel like now that they are able to have these possessions, mm. it's a bit difficult for them to let it go. Cause they just feel like it probably reminds them of like the past if that makes sense yeah so i would understand but personally for me i feel like it is so important to break that because i feel like minimal things in your environment atmosphere or whatever not is good for your mental health so yeah it's something that really needs to be talked about in the black community but even in terms of touching about like throwing throwing away stuff I do understand maybe from their perspective it may be a thing where it's like it's memories or it's just close to home for them I don't know what it is but the bondage has to stop like <laughs> if it's too much like mm. it just needs to stop but in terms of you saying that it can affect your mental health you're not lying because I have days where like if my room's a mess I get mad anxiety mm -hmm. like I just don't like it I don't want to be in a messy room but mm. as soon as I clean my room I feel mm. like I don't know, I feel like I'm on track, like my life's just put together. Yeah, yeah. so it's a weird one, but I understand. But moving on to the next question, I wanted to ask, what part did you find interesting, or should I say stood out to you? Because I have a few, but I just want to know what part made you think like, oh, wow. Um, For me, I would say the whole book was really interesting, but I think what stood out for me the most is his relationship with the individuals that he's mentioned in the book because I feel like that's what has made him to who he is mm -hmm. um the one that I wanted to talk about first is the relationship with his brother yeah which I think is so interesting so I'm just going to start off with this quote in the book uh, where he says when my mom grabbed my hand so I could feel the kicks, but as I touched her stomach, I knew it was a palm trying to connect with the skin and my bond with my brother touchly began. Wow, I just love that. I feel like his relationship with his little brother kind of gave me like a bit of a deep understanding of brotherly love because I have brothers and I have sisters, but I just I don't know the relationship between a brother and a brother, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it kind of gave me like a deep understanding. He also said he has to be my, my savior, my reason for living. Imagine someone saying that. That is that is deep love. Yeah, that deep, is absolutely that is deep, deep love. Yeah. Moving on from that, um, Derek actually takes us on a, on a journey of their relationship from Kay being a regular at his brother's school and the sight of Kay putting a smile on his brother's face. Then he takes us to a point where in their life, Kay is a bit worried about his brother. Um, he says, every evening my brother comes in racing the sun to twilight. I worry he has killed somebody. And it kind of just shows the relationship how it started from like him being like an innocent little boy yeah. 
to him growing up and basically kind of like joining gang culture, I guess. Yeah. And K trying to like be a protector. And there comes to a point where as much as K wants to be a protector, he also wants his brother to be accountable for his actions. Yeah. So he says, I can't cover for you, P. I can't lie. If the feds knock, a truth hard to swallow when you were expecting comfort food. But I can't get my hands dirty even if I'm funding you. And even though Kay didn't have a good relationship with his father, he still managed to be there for his little brother. I love that this is shown in the book because in this generation, a lot of these young boys that choose to take part in, you know, to join gang cultures and end up in unfortunate situations such as death or jail. I think that comes down to lack of male figures in their life. And I love how Derek shows us that even though Kay is not his dad, he's his older brother. He's still trying to be a good role model for his brother. Just to quickly touch on what um, you're saying about Kay and his brother's relationship. I liked how loving he was towards his little brother. And I know some people would think, yeah, well, that's his little brother. He should be loving. But I feel like Kay's story is a bit dark. And sometimes when you grow up in a home that isn't made in love or just even just a bad atmosphere or environment, you can become a very dark person and then take it out on others, even the people close to you. But I like the fact that I felt like he realised or saw how this impacted him as a child. But he learnt from this and rather than take it out on his little brother, he became very loving towards him and just wanted to protect him. Okay, so I'm going to talk about one more topic before we wrap it up. Uh, I want to talk about mental health. So in the book, he finds out that he he has mental health. Um, He says... Reading the symptoms felt like reading the traits of my sign. My understanding of mental health ailments was limited to depression and multiple personality disorder. And anything outside of this cinematic understand sounded like an excuse for careless behaviour. And I just feel like a lot of people don't understand mental health. Like he mentioned in, in the book, people normally put them in a category of just you know depression or multiple personality disorder while uh, most people will experience mental illness in many different ways Um, there's so many examples like eating disorder schizophrenia yeah there's quite a lot and I just feel like as a community we need to learn more about mental health instead of having like a negative outlook on it I agree especially when it comes to like mental health within black communities especially Amen. I never knew how deep it was because, you know, even from young, mm. they're always told to stop crying or, you know... Be a man. Yeah, like, be a man. They do, they're not really... They weren't really to allowed to... Yeah, emotions. basically express their own emotions. And I felt like that's really sad. So imagine keeping all that bold in With from a young age well. and whatever they go through. Because yeah. a lot of um, our black men are, like, traumatised. Like, we don't know half of the things they go through. Yeah. And that's all simply based off them not speaking to someone mm. and then if they do speak to someone they feel like it makes them weak yeah and i just feel like it's very important for all of us to just educate ourselves and just help those around us that like you'd be surprised at who's screaming for help without really saying anything so yeah I, f- I like the fact that he touched on mental health so just to conclude um this episode what would you rate the book and give your reasons why i would definitely recommend this book and rate this book a solid 10 out of 10. I don't know whether to call this a novel or 
poetry mm. but um you guys can decide when you decide to buy it or read the book but either way i personally think that the book is amazing mm. as i was reading on i like the fact that Derek kept me engaged as i turned each page and even when i didn't understand what i read at first i'd keep reading it till i got understanding of what the author was trying to say mm. the use of his metaphors like is truly amazing guys i'm not gonna lie and i love the fact that the book touched on different topics including mental health this book is beautifully written and I actually look forward to reading more books by Derek. So yeah, that's my conclusion. What about you, Dee? Yeah, um, I absolutely agree with that. I would give it a 10 out of 10 as well um, because for me, like reading the book, it kind of reminded me of um, a sitcom. You know how like each scene is so quick and then it goes to the next scene about something completely different. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, as I was reading this book, that's how I was imagining each page because of the way we explore the story through series of glimpses, you know, dropping in on different times and eras of Kay's life. Yeah. Um, Derek uses different techniques to capture us as readers. For me, it was very relatable as a black African girl. And even though it's a novel, I was so connected to the story because it's a life that most males in my life have experienced. Um, and also, lastly, his way of writing and words have allowed me to paint a picture in my head. So yeah, it's a solid 10 out of 10. Yes, indeed. So guys, with that being said, we have come to the end of this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to check us out on Instagram at Get Into The Books. And if you have any questions for us, you can email us at getintothebooks at gmail.com. On our next episode, we will be reviewing a new book. So be sure to stay tuned and get, get into, into the, the books. books. Bye. Bye.